0: Hey, guys, I'm Ashley Graham, and this is the Pretty Big Deal After Show. I want to introduce the people at this table with me. First and foremost is my amazing assistant, Darcelle, or as I like to call her, Darcy Linda. And my best friend, my ride or die, she has been around since I... She's been around since she was born, but she's been in my life (laughs) since I was 17, and I was... Her first client, because she's a real estate agent, and I and and she's my only friend in New York City, it feels like sometimes. Um, Hello. Rachel, <laughs> who also, by the way, only cares about when I go on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Yes. Rachel Ashelou, everyone. Yes,
1: because you know I love Bravo Andy. Yes.
0: Almost as <laughs> much I love you, girl. Yeah, it, we're, we're right, love there. <laughs> right there. Andy. Right there. Love you, girl. Anyway, so uh, listen to all your voice messages on the Anchor app and also read all of your questions and comments on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are going to get into all of them because you guys had a lot to say about the Gabrielle Union interview. And clearly, Gabrielle had a lot to say as well. And um, I think that we talked about a lot of important issues and topics that people, um, well, I'll just be very blunt, white people are very scared to talk about um, when it comes to race. Just all the questions you guys asked, um, Rachel and Darcel. And I are here to answer them. I also wanted to let you guys know that this week and all the future weeks, we're going to be giving away three copies of my book, A New Model, for all those who write me on or who leave me a voice message on the Anchor app. So make sure to be sending those messages because we like hearing your voice. And remember, you can also submit all of your voice messages on Anchor every single week. And then we might even get to hear your voice in the after show. Wouldn't that be fun? Always. We want to hear your voice <laughs> um So we're going to get into all of your questions at Pretty Big Deal. And I'm really excited for this after show. And I think you guys should get really excited, too, because we're diving deep. <laughs> all right. Let's listen. You guys ready to listen to some of these let's anchor yeah. voice messages? All right.
1: Hi, Ashley. Um, I wanted to say first off that I love everything about this podcast and I love everything about you. You're my role model for so many reasons in life. Um, I guess my question is... How do you start the journey of self acceptance? Um, I really want to start. You know, just. Embracing who I am and loving myself as a person. I'm so tired of all of the self hatred and the self deprecating thoughts that go in my head that are in my head. And it's so draining. So just how do you start to eliminate those and start to? slowly accept yourself and love yourself. Um, I guess just some advice on that. Um, I love you so much and you're one of the best human beings on the planet. And I can't wait for next week's podcast.
0: Oh, Oh, Marley, you're so cute. I have to say, Marley, everybody's journey is so different to acceptance. And it's really about your journey of finding your self-worth. And it sounds like maybe you don't know how worthy you are of anything that you want. And um, something that really changed for me in my life was, uh, yes, affirmations, and I talk about them all the time because your words have power. And whatever you decide to say about yourself or about your future, um, that will happen. You are, you are the, um, the, the creator of your future. And, um, and I have to say, write it down. I wrote down my affirmations. I even wrote some of the stuff down on my mirror and I would see it every morning when I woke up and you know it's it's sometimes the hardest time in the morning when you have to face yourself yet again and there's something you don't like when you look in the mirror and and You're not alone, which is also something to remind yourself every day is there's other women that are struggling and going through something just like you.
1: I mean, I feel like we're all flawed. And what people don't see is that there's so much beauty in our flaws. Right. And I think there's been so many moments of growing up and just trying to find my way through life that the most important thing for me was having a close group of people or people Mm -hmm. who always rooted for me. Yes. Because you're going to have bad days. There's going to be days that you hate your body. There's going to be days that you hate yourself. There's going to be days that you make mistakes that you feel like you can't come back from. But having people around you that know that, that make you feel loved no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that somebody once told me, which sounded so corny and my ego couldn't handle doing it. And I finally did it was, writing forgiveness letters to myself Huge. and love letters wow. to myself because i put I've my body through so much with diets and and just picking myself apart never heard that. and writing love awesome. letters to myself and really turning that around and realizing you know what i'm cute if i'm an 8 i'm cute if i'm a say 4 it. i'm say. cute if my hair is pulled back well right. you know
0: sometimes <laughs> she's still so working on that it. one <laughs> She we were in Greece and I finally got her to pull her hair back and she's like, I don't another feel comfortable. Love, Chubby, cheeks I, oh, Chubby no.
1: cheeks, I love you. Chubby cheeks, I love you.
0: That was that love letter. Hi, Ashley. My name is Nicolette. And my question for you is what is your advice towards women who are leaving a toxic relationship feeling very negative about themselves? And how can women prevent from bringing that Emotion into a new relationship that is definitely not a toxic one and is very healthy. Oh, I got so much to say. And in my book, his name is Carlos. Oh, Carlos. Well, so, you know, Rachel lived this through and through with me because (laughs) Carlos was there. I mean, Carlos came into my life when I was about 20 years old. I was 20. Mm -hmm. No, maybe 19. I think I was 19, 19. yeah. Yeah. And um, he was a um, a functioning alcoholic. He also hated who he was. He um, physically, mentally, and um, uh, verbally abused me. And I couldn't see through any of that. Um, I couldn't see through the fact that I was actually... Worth more than what this man had provided for me because, um because I, I first of all I hadn't really dated. I think that like I was more so like sleeping around and like had boyfriends for like three months at a time and right. then like poof they would disappear. And Rachel's like, those weren't your boyfriends. Those were just you're a like, guy you were hooking up People with. People still do that our age. Yeah, and I'm like, that's my boyfriend. What? No, <laughs> no, it's not, not your boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> um, but we were together for two years. And the first whole year, uh, it was torturous. And then the second year, I told all my friends that I had broke up with him. And um, I still saw him all the time. And when we finally broke up, I went to Rachel's house bawling and I was like, I was seeing him for the last year and Keep I was lying secrets. to you because mm-hmm. I was so ashamed yeah. of the person that I had become in the relationship with yeah. him that it wasn't even about weight. It wasn't even about how I felt when I looked in the mirror. It was about the fact that I let this man take ownership of who I was and my actions for myself, for my business, for my friendships. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. even share the fact that I was still like hung up on him to my friends because this was just so embarrassing. And I think that that, what happened then was I carried that burden into my next relationship and I felt like I am allowing what Carlos did to me um, where he put so much power in me and I allowed him to get to give me all of or I allowed him to put that power in me and to have the stronghold over me um, that I had to be celibate for a year and I was like I ain't giving it up to nobody because I got to figure out what it's like to not have sex to not have a man in my Mm -hmm. life and to not have to bring all that baggage into my next relationship Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. regardless I still brought a little bit of baggage I was you know you're still like a little gun shy because it's like oh uh, are you going to treat me like that or wow you're so different like I didn't know men were actually men actually talked so nicely to women when they were a little tipsy you know because so much shit had happened in my life so I just have to remind you Nicolette or whoever you're talking about whether it's a friend or not you're worth way more than what this person put you through. And you, first of all, congratulations for getting out of the relationship. Yes. Delete his number, delete all of the text messages. um, Unfollow him on everything that you can. Mm -hmm. Do not go stalk him, even though you want to, even though sometimes I still go look up Carlos (sighs) on Facebook and he's not doing jack shit with his life. Do not go My, back. Because, but don't uh, go back.
1: But don't don't go back because here's the thing. When you get into these relationships, part of why they're able to wear you down so much is because you've been completely isolated. Yeah. So everything that they put on you and told you that you are, you started to believe that. Right. And take time to heal from that because you want to divorce these habits because anything you do for too long becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. You want to divorce that before you bring that into your next relationship. And the next thing is ride or die this is my ride or die right here and at the end of the day i've been in so many relationships that were not healthy and i had people to hold me down i didn't isolate myself after the fact i didn't stay cooped up i had people to really build me back up and help me through the healing process so support's really important Mm -hmm. and in your next relationship Ask yourself, is he my drug or is he my medicine? Because Ooh, people can build you, you up. Just, just, people <laughs> could build you up or they could take you somewhere that you do not want to be and rob you of everything. So don't drug let somebody take. Or medicine. No. Oh, medicine. Yes. Is he adding just or taking acknowledge
0: away? this one. is Because that's
1: important. Is he building you up or taking you down? So remember that. that.
0: Hey, Ashley, this is Yanni. Thank you so much for this podcast. We all really appreciate it. My question to you is, what is your advice on how to navigate in spaces that are not so inclusive? Um, For me personally, it's work. You mentioned in your uh, episode with Gabby that you've been in board meetings where you share an opinion and they just glare over you. I can definitely relate to that. Um, It's just a part of my corporate job. So... um, I am a woman of color, so I get that for that reason mostly. So I just want to get your advice as being a curvy woman who makes suggestions about clothing and inclusivity.
1: How do you cope with that and how do you navigate in those spaces?
0: This is a constant battle for me because not only am I always the— usually the token curvy girl. But if I say no to that, because I feel like I am the token, then I'm giving up a seat at the table for every other curvy girl who who wants to get into this industry or to dress be dressed by this designer or walk in this fashion show. So I take it with a grain of salt and I see it more as I'm a trailblazer. And I think that that can go for anybody in any office, in any meeting, in any group of friends, you can be the trailblazer of that group, of that meeting. You also have to just stand up and remember that that you're you're in that meeting for a reason and your voice should be heard. So don't be afraid. But Rachel, you might have a totally different yeah. Experience. So I would think I
1: would say taking it further. Sometimes it's not about being in the meeting and what to say, but more so as a woman of color and many times the only brown face in the room mm-hmm. in corporate settings, in you know, in wealthy settings and for me there are so many times i played down who i was mm-hmm. and there were so many times to that in. i to, to assimilate yeah because i thought that that would get me the job or i thought that would make people feel safer or i thought mm-hmm. that that would make me feel or look more like them mm-hmm. and <clears throat> or i thought sometimes really it would just help people forget that i was black and that was a really confusing thing to navigate in corporate america of who you are allowed to be. I felt like I needed permission to be myself and you don't. Nope. So for many times and for and a long Gabrielle time. said that in the yeah. it, you
0: don't need permission no, to be No for a long
1: time I would straighten my hair not that there's anything wrong with it but I would straighten my hair just so that people didn't see me as being too ethnic or didn't see me as and being And now you're
0: known for your curly and hair. And now
1: <laughs> I'm known for my curly <laughs> hair but the thing that I hated the most when I was younger because I felt like it made me stand out too much. So go big or go home because at the end of the day, if you are not authentically you mm-hmm. then you are missing out Preach. on so many opportunities and no one has permission to make you feel that you should be anything Definitely. else because every moment Nobody. that you waste time trying to be something you're not is every moment that you waste time really just living your best life. Hi Ashley, this is Erica. I just listened to your newest podcast with Gabrielle Union on it. It was awesome. Woo-woo. Shout out to both y'all ladies. Um Ashley, you've been such an inspiration to me um, in all areas, but especially uh, when I found out that you were also in an interracial relationship. Uh, when I read your story and your book about how Justin was received by your family, it kind of broke my heart because I was in the similar similar situation. So I would like to know uh, how that affect a little bit more about how that affected you at the time, um, and what you did to kind of move on from that and and help your family to accept like the beautiful love that you all have?
0: So first of all, bringing home Justin um, wasn't, first of all, he wasn't the first black guy that I brought home. And so my mom and dad knew the drill. They were like, oh, okay. So she likes black guys. And not that I ever thought that my mom and dad had an issue with it, but I just didn't know what their stance was on it because they never brought it up to me. So- um, But that was a thought. Yeah, of course it was because my, I I come from a very, like my father's very Southern, my mother's very sheltered. And when they describe someone, it's like, oh, that black girl, oh, that, that fat guy. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's always the description of the exterior. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I learned that and how not to be that. So I can describe people in a different way and I don't see people for, you know, surface value. Anyways, so... When I brought Justin home, it wasn't that my mom and dad didn't approve. It was that my grandmother, who has never really even interacted with black people in her whole life, did not know what to do now that there is a black man standing in her kitchen. And um, I I didn't warn my grandmother at the time because... I didn't think that it was going to be an issue. I didn't think that I needed to be like, hey, grandma, I'm bringing home my black boyfriend just to let you know. I First of all, I hate when people say I don't see color because what you're saying is you don't see that person. Um, so it was not that. What it was was that it's it was a non-issue for me. Why would it be an issue for you? Um, and that... That the color of their skin is not going to change who they are and their character um, and how they love me or how they should be received into this family. But because it was such an issue of how my grandmother treated my husband, it was a shock to my system, especially a shock to Justin's system. But Justin had told me because I had taken him out on a drive right after the incident. And he told me, he said, racism is never surprising, but it's always disappointing. Mm. And this is something that I tell white people all the time because when he told me that, I will never forget that phrase because I didn't understand... uh, I still don't understand and I never will be able to understand what the black experience is in America because I am white. Um, and I think that in when you're in an interracial relationship and you're the white person, it is your responsibility and it is your duty to read every book, to listen to every podcast, to educate yourself on what the history is of black people, what it is to um, to, to be a white person in a white world with white privilege and what your partner is going through on a day-to-day basis, because if you can't have these race conversations with them, mm-hmm. then your relationship will fizzle out because they have to deal with it every single day. They have to either deal with it in discrimination from an educational standpoint, or they get, they get judged the moment they walk into a room. And thank God Rachel and I were so honest and open with each other before I met Justin because, um, I mean, of course I said a lot of crazy things to Rachel in the <laughs> beginning because i had moved to New York. From Nebraska, and I was like, "Do all?" I thought all black people lived in the Bronx, I, and she was she's like, at "Harlem." Harlem, and, I, I and lived she was in like, "She was like, oh, oh shit, no, here, no, we, here go. we go." We she this. brought up spreadsheets. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, she did. Let me tell no, she so brought you here. She brought a stack of books yeah. for me to read, and you know, I yeah. read them I, I know you did. because I was like, I don't, and I didn't even know what the word ignorant meant then. But I didn't want to be that ignorant white girl, and so. So honestly, Erica, in your relationship, it has nothing to do with your family. Although I do have to say that when you marry into somebody's family, you are marrying the family. I was naive to the fact that my grandmother, first of all, had never spent time around black people. Mm -hmm. And I also was like, this is a nice Christian woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Christian woman totally shaded my (laughs) husband. And I was like, Grandma D. Like speaking to that point that she just made, it's like, I'm... I'm with a black man also, and I have a few family members that have not met my boyfriend yet. And I will not take—to a specific couple of people, I will not take them because yeah. I will go ham. Because yeah. I know that there'll be something. There'll yeah. be a comment. There'll be something. Yeah. And I will go—I'll lose it. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not even putting myself—and they're not that, you know, important yeah. in, my, in my life. So no. I'm like, why am I going to put them in that situation? Exactly. For what? Rachel, what's your experience? <laughs> <laughs> to put you like, on the we spot.
1: Time <laughs> well, no, but my experience has been there's been situations I've been put in where there was no sensitivity around the situation.
0: Is it because there a was, white guy brought you home? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that? <laughs> Sorry, girl.
1: <laughs> don't put it out. Brought me around friends. Brought me in social situations that were not quite set up to make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. at all. Were situations where people were not even open to dialogue. And, you know, you go into situations and people try you. Mm-hmm. They really try you. They say crazy things just to test your politics or to test where you're at, or like, you know, or they think they could say the N word because they're so cool Bye. and they look at you for a reaction. So that's why I say be sensitive around the environment because if you guys have an understanding beforehand and have that open dialogue, then there's no reason why, if you're in a loving relationship, they don't want to shift the dialogue to open up to their family or their friends to have to say, listen.
0: You know, so I have a easy. question. So if you are in an interracial relationship and like, what what is something that that you can do to have that conversation before you're walking in? Like, like no, wh- okay.
1: So listen, like, is it an announcement that you make in every environment you go into? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, but if you know that your friends are wild and they say crazy things, then check them in that moment. <laughs> Open it, and if there's not going to be responsible dialogue, then take that person out of that situation. Yeah. Always have their back. Got so.
0: It. I like that. All right, Hannah. Hi, Ashley Graham. I just wanted
1: to say you're my idol because my mom, when I was growing right now, isn't very body positive. She's very modest. And when I heard about you, I just really wanted to be you. But eventually I learned to be myself. So I just wanted to thank you because without you, I wouldn't be confident, and I wouldn't be myself. Okay, Aww. bye. Love you.
0: Hannah, I love you too. Oh. That was really, really well, precious. I mean, okay, first of all, you know, not every parent is going to – to necessarily agree with the body positive movement which really does suck however you have to be confident in who you are regardless of what your parents say (laughs) Uh, i remember when well not remember but i wanted to be oprah and then i got a big old smack in the face and remembered that nobody else is going to be oprah and i'm ashley graham and no one else is going to be ashley graham right (laughs) but you know it's a good reminder so um so whatever you're going through right now hannah i just want to encourage you to stay true to who you are you are and to find your authentic self and you sounded really young in the voice message um, so I have to say just you know keep striving for to find out who you are and keep remembering that you are worth more than the words around you you're worth everything that you see right in the mirror and time Um, is
1: on your side girl kick down some
0: doors (laughs) hey Ashley
1: my name is Caitlin um, and I have been a huge fan of yours for a really long time I really appreciate everything that you do My question for you is, as someone who struggles every single day with loving what they see in the mirror, what would you tell someone um, in order to kind of change their mind or just remind them of their self-worth in those moments when they don't see something
0: in the mirror that they necessarily love in that moment? Guys, affirmations are Huge. And the more you hype yourself up, and if it's a morning ritual, if it's an evening ritual, whatever it is, and if it, everybody's affirmations are different. Mine are, I am bold, I am brilliant, I am beautiful, I am worthy of all. What are your guys' affirmations? Rachel?
1: I don't have affirmations, (laughs) I journal. You journal? See, everybody's different.
0: So what do you do in your (laughs) journal? (laughs) What do you do in your journal?
1: No, I think, so for me, it's always come down to gratitude because there's been so many things that I pick myself apart It's very Oprah. And so it's always come down to thank you, girl.
0: Well, that's I, what she <laughs> that's what she's told everybody to do. Oprah has told everybody to write in their journal and to mm-hmm. give gratitude to 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 everything that's happened in their life and it's a daily thing. Yeah, because uh, I wake up with prayer of gratitude. Yeah,
1: exactly, because yeah. at the end of the day, there I could find a million things wrong. See, whatever you it is you want to believe, mm-hmm. your mind's going to find things to yes. support that. Yes. So for me, I have to remind myself that every day is new and special and different and has so many possibilities for mm-hmm. me and how much I've had getting here right. thus far, you know? Right. Hi, Ashley. My name is Shalise
0: and I wanted to say I'm so excited that you have a podcast now. This is awesome. And especially on Anchor of all places. It's where I host my podcast. So I'm so, so excited that you're here. Welcome. Um, my question is, what was it that made you decide to go full force into uh, what you were doing before your name really broke and, and you became the biggest thing in the world? Um, <laughs> what was it that really kind of pushed you to say, you know what, that's it, I'm going to go full force, I'm going to give it everything, this is my life, and really make things happen for yourself? What was, what was your last straw? Well, what was my last straw and what made me go full force? You know, in every year of my career, there has been a kind of groundbreaking experience that I've had. And whether it's um, being on a cover or um, designing a a clothing collection or... giving a speech, like my TED Talk, um, starting a company, um, starting this podcast, I have seen little pockets of opportunity and I have ran through them. I've never been, af- I've, I've been afraid in circumstances to take the plunge, but I have always done it. I've been afraid to to ask people for help, but I've always done it. So I think that I didn't have a thing, I didn't have a moment where I was like, this is the last straw and I can't take this industry anymore and I'm just giving up. And then boom, I suddenly was famous. It was really about creating every single year something that people would not only remember me by, but that would take me seriously. And I think that if you remember that it's not just one thing necessarily that's going to take you to the next level or push your career into that um, next step. It's all of the little things mm. along yes. the way that will change your narrative and that will actually help you be more grateful for when you actually get to the place where you want to, where you want to be in your career. So true.
1: It's so true. It, <clears throat> I mean, even having watched your journey. Everyone thinks like <laughs> Ashley just made it one day. Out of Ashley nowhere. just popped off. That's like, what they think about a lot it's, of people. Yeah, and it's so crazy because even when I met her, at that point she was working constantly and people had constant good reports about you, <laughs> how your disposition and how hard you worked and how many shots they could get out of you. And you were you were popping up everywhere. So I think people think that you, one day you just explode. So consistency has a lot to do with things uh, for those big incremental mm-hmm. changes to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't see that. And yeah. then I think also when you get to that point where you're a little more like self-assured... And you're just like, I'm going for everything that I can. No limitations. You know that that saying, scared money don't make no money? Like, scared moves get you nowhere in life. So that moment that you just shed everything and say, you know what? I like that. No, like, I'm not going to be held back by what people think I should be doing Mm -hmm. or how I should be doing this. No, it's true. No, I'm going for it Got to go for it.
0: Um, All right. So I just want to say thank you to all of you for chiming into the Anchor app. I love your feedback. I want more feedback. We have so many more important conversations to come and make sure you subscribe to Pretty Big Deal. Just hit that little subscribe button on anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and Anchor app. And remember when you Hit the subscribe button. You automatically get the next episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Rachel, Darcell. Thank, thank you so much for coming on. This was so special. My best yeah. friend in the whole wide oh, world. Oh my God, that's my best friend. Uh-huh. And thank you to all friend. of you for listening and chiming in because your voice also matters and we want to talk about important issues. So remember you're bold, you're brilliant, you're beautiful. You are worthy of all. Love you guys.